I was trying to figure out what to do after a week like that. And uh, I was hoping uh, Dr. Peacock, his plane got uh, delayed yesterday. So by the time he got into uh, Atlanta, the other plane was gone. So they had to get a hotel in Atlanta last night. And then uh, this morning, he's on his way. I got a flight out of Atlanta about 8.40 or 50-something this morning. So I think he's going to make his morning service, but he isn't going to make Sunday school. So y'all uh, pray that they get there safely. I tried to get him to say, I said, well, you know, brother, you know, I can get your hotel room here. You can just do Sunday morning here. He didn't want to do that for some reason. I don't know why. He said something about he wanted to be in his church. Take your Bibles, go to, uh, that was a good week. I don't know about you, but I thought it was a good week. Uh, there was a lot of stuff put out Monday through th uh, Wednesday that, or Thursday that you would normally not get in most churches on, in a revival. The revival would have been completely different. Uh, it, that, that stuff that was put out was reality. And that's where the church is today. And we, so many times, man, everybody tries to pump up something that uh, really if you put the truth out there and they say, why is our young people going the way they're going? It's because the churches didn't put the truth out. Uh, they're, they're saying fluff stuff, which is, is Bible. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that when it gets right down to it, it doesn't help you grow. And if what you get is not helping you grow, then there's something wrong with what you're getting. And you've got to stop sometimes and say, look, am I eating the right diet? And sometimes we eat the wrong diet. Uh, I, I, I need to change some of the stuff I eat. I mean, if you look at your human body, if you don't watch what, eat all ice cream, and you're going to be in trouble. So anyways, Genesis, Genesis good week. Ended up with a good service on Saturday. Uh, got a good start back on them, and that's, that's really good. Genesis chapter 24. Uh, I just like, I like, I'll tell you what, I like talking about Jesus Christ. You're not going to find anything better to talk about in this world. This world, what they need right now is a good dose of Jesus Christ. And uh, I mean, they just need, they need to hear it comes from somebody who understands what you're in, uh, understands the world's falling apart. It's going to fall apart. I mean, it's, there's no easy way to say that, that, oh, it's, it's going to get better. Everything's, no, it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. I like Dr. Robin. He always say, it's going to get better, then worse. And then it's going to get a little bit better, then it's going to get a lot worse. Then it's going to get a little bit better, and, it's going to get, and pretty soon the bottom's going to drop out. Uh, that, he, he was saying that back in 89, 89, 91, when I was going through school down there. And he thought the rapture was going to happen back then, but it didn't. And it's got a whole lot worse right now, and it's just going to get continually worse. But for a Christian, I mean, really, that shouldn't bother us one bit. Uh, you should know that, hey, I'm going to do what i got to do, and I'm going to keep going the way I'm going and serving Jesus Christ the way I'm serving Jesus Christ. And what will happen is everybody out here in this world will try to get you to do what they want you to do. Uh, brethren, you ain't got time to do what everybody else wants you to do. What you need to do is figure out what the Lord wants you to do and do it. Uh, I'm telling you, they'll, they'll say, I've had people come and say, well, if you, were the, if you were the right kind of pastor, you would do, well, then go find yourself the right kind of pastor, and he will do for you what you want done. I said, I ain't going to do it. I said, I ain't got time to do it. I, I don't know about you, but there's a lot of things sometimes you get involved in, and, and then people, when people outside the church try to tell the church how they should be acting, at that point, you need to draw a line. Uh, I'll listen to you guys any day of the week. I might not do what you say, but I'll still listen to you. I'll say, yeah, oh, that's, oh, I'll be nice. Oh, yeah, that's a blessing, man. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's, and then I'll just blow it off and not even think about it. But somebody outside the church that's not part of the church, I'll blow them off right off the bat. Why? Because all they're trying to do is make you fit their narrative. 
and I'm just not going to do that. And the church can't do that. Uh, we got we got very little bit of time. Verse 21. We stopped there last week. I even put stopped. I hope that's where I stopped. 24, 21. And the man wondered. Uh, we're talking about uh, uh, Eliezer, uh, uh, Abraham's servant. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Thank you for the week that we had, uh, Lord. And it ended uh, on a peak, Lord, with a marriage yesterday. And uh, Lord, that's like the marriage supper of the Lamb, Lord. We had dinner right afterwards, but. Uh, Lord, you came to get your bride, and Lord, that was what that was a picture of, uh, of a husband and his, and his wife, and it's a picture of you and your bride. And Lord, thank you for allowing that to end up that way. Thank you for starting them back off on a right track. And Lord, what a blessing that is. Help us to help them uh, continue. And Lord, help us as, as we move further past this, that uh, Lord, we keep that thing in our heart, keep, uh, keep what we heard this week in our heart. And Lord, uh, let it help us grow a little bit further. You're coming soon. I don't know exactly when, Lord, but it's going to be soon. And if it's not uh, soon that you come back, Lord, then some of us are going to go the way of the grave. And, Lord, we will, we will definitely uh, be at home with you shortly, Lord, no matter how we look at it. Uh, Father, I do pray now that you'd uh, bless the Sunday school this morning, bless the, the uh, junior classes. Get Dr. Peacock back down to where uh, his church is safely. And, Lord, I just pray that he can possibly make his Sunday school. But if not... Uh, Lord, that you'd uh, get him there in time for the Sunday morning service. And Father, we'll praise you on you in Jesus' name. Amen. There's a little eight-year-old girl down there getting baptized today. And he said, i got to definitely make it for that. So you all pray that he gets there. Uh, I mean, here's a little eight-year-old girl. It's a funny. She was talking to her mom. Kept saying she wanted to get baptized. And he goes, uh, she actually looked at her mom and said, You haven't even talked to him about me getting baptized yet, have you? And, and she goes, Whoa. So she went and found him. And uh, she told him that, and he goes, well, so you haven't. You haven't. Uh, baptism is a good thing, man. I'm telling you what, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of people. I've baptized people that's waited you know, 15, 20, 30 years after they got saved, and they miss the thing, man. They miss the thing. The, the earlier you can do it, they understand what you're doing and do it because that's what the Lord told you to do, uh, the, the more you're going to do to serve Jesus Christ. Yeah. Verse 21, it says, and the man wondered at her. Uh, and the man wondering at her held his peace to wit whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. I was talking to someone last night about the, the basically the same thing. Uh, sometimes God will do stuff in your life and you have to stop and think, whoa, 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 what's up with that? Is that God who just did that? Is that God who just did And you're not sure about it, uh, but you need to stop because here's uh, Eliezer. He, he, he lists a couple things out, a, a set of things. And he said, Lord, make my way prosperous. And the Lord did exactly what he said do. Uh, in your life, you're going to find out. One, and growth comes as you go through life, just like Eliezer. Uh, things I, I told you all before about me having that car wreck. And I was lost. I was lost. Driving down the road, Fern Valley Road. I can still see it in my head. I was coming down Fern Valley Road. The engine sounded like it's going to knock and get ready to throw a rod. And if you know anything about cars, you know exactly what I'm saying. And I'm sitting there in my mind, lost, lost, saying, boy, I wish somebody would hit me and total this thing out. And within three minutes, somebody hit me and totaled my car out. And nobody was hurt. Nobody was damn. The cars were totaled out, both of them. Uh, but I got another car out of the thing. And you say, was that God? Yeah, I think that was God. Because years down the road, all of a sudden, I'm looking back. And I'm, it was like the Lord saying, when you ask, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find. Maybe I asked and I asked amiss, but I was lost. I didn't know that I was asking amiss. I just knew I had a problem and I, I blurted something out and it happened. You've got to give somebody the credit for that. It, things like that just don't happen. It, it, either it is mysteriously, uh, I, I, I should have just said, I wish I could win the lottery. 
man, that might have happened to me. <laughs> now it's too late. I can't do that because if I do, I get in trouble for it, so I can't. Could you imagine saying that and winning the lottery? What would you tell everybody? Where would you, where'd you get all that money at? Ooh. And, and if you say that you bet on the lottery, that's just going to make you look bad. So I'm like, it's one of those things where you do. But anyways, he's sitting here, he's marveling, and he's marveling at this young lady who comes out. Uh, believe me, young people can still get it. They will get it. Uh, and they may surprise you uh, when they do what they do. Uh, where's tainted? Uh, well, the older you get, the more tainted you get. You don't think that they'll never do right. They'll never do right. Uh, yeah, they will. I mean, if you give them the right information, you make sure they get the right data, uh, they'll make the right choice every single time. Uh, it may take them a while to get the information all masked up to where they got to do it. And then they got peer pressure, everything else. But here's a young lady. She's sitting there uh, in Heron all by herself with her brothers and sisters and her, her dad and whatever. And, and here comes this guy with 10 camels. And he says, Lord, if the, uh, make my way prosperous, have the first, first one that comes out, do this, blah, blah, blah. And she did everything that he asked and a few other things. Verse 22. And it came to pass. As the camels had done drinking, that the man took a golden earring, half a shekel weight, and two bracelets for her hand of ten shekel, uh, shekels uh, weight of gold. Take your Bibles, go over to uh, 1 Corinthians real quick. Uh, there, there is, uh, I like, man, I tell you what, you t you're talking about a Bible. Uh, this thing is all the way, it's the same all the way through. Uh, people say, oh, there's, uh, never make things more complicated than they need to be. Uh, what happens is so many times we'll make stuff complicated, and the Lord has this thing. It says, other foundation can no man lay. You want to you get your foundation exactly right. You want to understand the basics first, the milk first. You understand it, and you settle your foundation exactly the way it is. So as you start building stuff upon your foundation, you don't negate anything on the founding blocks. And what will happen to so many people, they'll get out here and they'll start saying, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard about the flat earth. Uh, you have to negate so, now if you believe in the flat earth, you want to come talk to me later, we'll do it. But you have to negate so much stuff. Let's say, well, science is falsely so-called. That's what the Bible says. I'm like, don't be a moron. I don't want to say moron. Don't be ignorant. Uh, science is good up to a point. Now, you can't believe everything science says, but when you got 75 satellites out there and all of them are taking pictures at different angles of the earth and it's round, somebody sent me a picture and it shows the, the solar system. I got it on my phone. It shows the solar system and all the planets around except the Earth is flat. And they go, that's an awkward thing. I mean, it shows a picture and here's flat Earth. And all the other planets are round. Saturn's round, got the round rings and everything around it. And he goes, this is awkward, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's awkward. Oh, 1 Corinthians. Did I say 1st? All right, let me, let me, yeah, 1 Corinthians 3. Let me get there. This is you, man. This is you. This is a picture of the bride of Christ. 311. Uh, for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. I just said that. Now, now if any man build upon this foundation, uh, this foundation, gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, and stubble, every man's work shall be manifest, for the days shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work, whether it, uh, uh, work of what sort it is. If any man work abide the fire, uh, uh, abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, uh, he shall suffer loss, but himself shall be saved, yet so is by fire. So uh, the bride, when you come through this thing at the judgment seat of Christ, uh, if you got wood, hay, and stubble, if you got gold, uh, silver, precious stone, on the other side of the thing, guess what you're going to end up with? Nothing but gold, silver, precious stone. That's it. 
right now, Eliezer, as a picture of the Holy Ghost, is giving the bride nothing but gold, silver, precious stones. That's all she's getting. Uh, that's us. When you, when you finally get to Jesus Christ, when you finally get through everything, the only thing that's going to be with you is the precious stuff that you earned. Now, you're building it upon that foundation, so you want to make sure that you're on this right foundation, and that foundation is going to change some things in your life. But uh, go back to Genesis. There's no, I'll put a little note here, no wood hay stubble for this lady. Uh, this lady got the right stuff. Uh, you know what the Lord tells me as I read through there? Mike, you're going to get the right stuff. All you got to do is keep doing it. Never quit. Uh, my message is, I was sitting there, I was telling you, man, this morning I was trying to figure out what in the world am I going to preach after that? I tried my hardest to get him to stay overnight and preach this morning and, and go back this afternoon. He said he could get back by 4 o'clock. He said, that'd be great, man. You get evening service. And I said, that's fine. Yeah. I said, you can have them put, put a screen up and they could watch you here. I said, we could live stream it and they could watch you from here. So they, they'd still get it. Uh, he didn't like that very well. He just, he chose not to do that, which I don't blame him. He wanted to get back to his church. Verse 23. And said, whose daughter are thou? Now he's questioning that thing. He just watched in front of him what happened. He's like Gideon. He watched exactly what happened. But he's, it's, it's, you start watching that stuff happen. And sometimes I was sitting in Rota, Spain. And I had been praying. And I knew since 1985 that I was supposed to go to Bible college in Pensacola, Florida. I knew that. I knew the Bible college I was supposed to go to, how I was going to get there. I had no idea how I was going to get there. I'm sitting in Rota, Spain. I got a few minutes. I need a set of orders. I call the detailer, ask for a set of orders to Florida. And he says, I can't go. And I'm like, okay. And, and I, I settled my mind. I'm sitting there going, Lord, I pulled the phone kind of away from my ear a little bit. And I'm like, Lord, what do you want me to do? Uh, do you want me to stay in the Navy, get out of the Navy? What do you want me to do? I'll do whatever you want. I got to do something. Uh, I can spend three more years in Norfolk, Virginia. And at the end of my three years, get out of the Navy. Uh, and I hear this, blah, 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 blah. And, I, and I put the phone back to my ear. And the guy said, hey, I just found a set of orders to Pensacola, Florida for three years. Do you want to go to Pensacola, Florida? And I was sitting there going, oh, i got to go pray about this. <laughs> now, brethren, I'm telling you what, sometimes God will do exactly for you exactly what you ask, and you won't do what he says do. I'm sitting there going, all of a sudden it's like I got kicked in the back of the head by the Holy Spirit. Eliezer are probably foot, big foot up there. And he goes, hey, stupid, what did you just ask for? I said, oh, I'll take it, I'll take it. And I hung the phone up, and I had my orders to Pensacola. And, that, I mean, the rest is history. Uh, but uh, all through life, if you look through your life, and, and I can look back through mine, I can see points in there where the Lord told me exactly what to do. And, and guess what? If you do not know beyond a shadow of a doubt what to do, don't do it. All you're doing is you're spinning your wheels, wasting your time. If the Lord wants you to do something, then do it. Don't even, don't, don't. Don't cloud the thing with what we think are so-called facts. Uh, sometimes you'll miss, a fact is just a known truth at the moment. Ten years from now, that fact could be, uh, Christopher Columbus thought the earth was flat. He didn't have satellites. Uh, he didn't have nothing. He just had a boat, and he could look out in the ocean, and it looked flat to him. And he went out there and thought he was going to go far enough to fall off the edge. I can understand him doing that. But as time goes on, that was fact back in that day. You told, if you fought with them back in that day and said the earth was round, they liable to burn you at the stake because the facts that they had during that time period said the world was flat. Well, as that time went on, guess what? Facts changed, and now they update the facts. Medical, Washington was leached. Man, they put leeches all over him and sucked the blood out. That was the way to cure a problem. Today, they give you a vaccination. <laughs> 
They're still sticking stuff in your blood, man. I, I mean, but if you did that, that's okay. I don't care. That's, I don't want to get on that. We went, uh, I took uh, Brother Peacock out to lunch. A couple of us went, and, and, and I hear this guy going, I'm thinking, the guy's out there street preaching. I go around the corner to look what he's got a sign. Uh, no vax, no vax. I'm like, can't you say something better than that? I mean, he's out there preaching. I think God, the gospel would have been better to preach than don't get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. I mean, nobody knows what that stuff is. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's, uh, he was talking about somebody had to go, uh, he mentioned that the other night, somebody had to go called. God called him to go to the mission field. Okay. Are you going to go? Well, I know God called me, but I got to get vaccinated. Well, you're either going to get vaccinated or you ain't going. Unless you can figure some other way, like a submarine or something, to get there. But, uh, but, but if the Lord told you what to do and you do what he told you to do, uh, you know, that's one of those things where you got to figure that thing out. So many people, they, they wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and they think a meteorite's going to fall out of the sky and hit them in the head. And it's just not going to do it. I mean, the Lord's going to tell you what to do. And if you don't do it, you're just going to waste a lot of time and spin wheels. I, I found out a long time ago, man, I'm always looking for the Lord to show me beyond a shadow of a doubt what to do. And then when I know or I think I know that he told me what to do, that's what I'm going to do. And then if it doesn't work out too good, I can blame him because he told me what to do. That's bottom line. People say, well, why would you do that? Because I don't like to be wrong. I don't care if he's wrong. He's not wrong. He's right. It just didn't work out the way I thought. You know, sometimes it won't work out the way you think. That doesn't make God wrong. That just means that we're stupid. And he's right and we're wrong and we need to get rid of it. So back to this. And, and said, whose daughter art thou? Tell me, I pray thee. Is there room in thy father's house for us to lodge him? And she said unto him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, which, bear, uh, which she bare unto Nahor. She said, moreover unto him, we have uh, both straw and provender enough and room to lodge him. Uh, God is very selective in his, in his son's bride. And brother, I'm telling you what, he's very, just everybody who says, oh, I'm, I'm this. I'm sick of people saying, well, I'm Catholic, I'm Mormon, I'm, I'm Jehovah's Witness. I don't care what you are. Uh, are you saved Catholic? Are you saved Mormon? Are you saved Jehovah's Witness? Are you saved Baptist? I said, just because somebody says, I'm a Baptist. Okay, does that, is that supposed to mean something to me? It doesn't really mean anything to me. I've known a lot of people that were lost and they were Baptists. Uh, the question is, are you saved? I'm saved. What makes you think, well, how would you talk like that? Have you ever talked to somebody and they just bark at you? Like, they're, like you should know automatically they're saved. I'm saved, can't you tell? No, I can't. Especially, I really can't tell now because of the way you act. You ask me if I'm saved, I'm going to say, yeah, man, I got saved on the back porch in Louisville, Kentucky, 1980, and this is what happened. And I'm going to be excited about it. You talk to other people and you try to tell them and they look at you like, like, like a deer in the headlights. They don't know what to say. Have you got a testimony? You know what I like about this girl right here? Boy, she was just spilling her guts to, to Eliezer about everything. I mean, they'll, they'll always say, don't tell everybody everything. But she, would, she held nothing back, man. She's just like, blah, 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 blah. Uh, she is, She's like Beth. I told Beth the other day, I said, I said, you're my Rebecca, you're my Sarah, you're my uh, Rachel, you're my Leah. You're just about everything all wrapped up in one. Ruth, you're my uh, everything, man. I said, uh, Beth, when I first met her, and that's just like, I was driving down the road scared to ask her to marry me because I figured she's going to say no. And, but she's still with me, and she was just, I mean, she didn't mind hanging out with me, but I was just, it's just that gut feeling, man. I mean, I don't know why women can't uh, propose to men. I think they should do that. 
And that way it would take the burden off of men to feel like they're going to be rejected. And uh, I'm sitting there going, man, she's going, I'm, I'm scared and scared and I'm driving down the road and she's with me and I got the ring and I mean, I did everything. I, I went over into, in Italy, I got a box, a wooden box. I got it, she's got it on her dresser. It's uh, one of those little uh, uh, musical boxes with all this inlaid stuff. I mean, it's a nice box. Had all the inlaid all over it, all around it, a real nice box. And then I got a ring and I had the ring made. Personally, I had it made just exactly how I wanted it made. Uh, it had three diamonds. The ring she has right on it had three diamonds. I went in the jeweler store and the jeweler said, I have never seen a ring like that. They didn't make them like that before because they were all, all diamonds all over the place. I said, yeah, it's one for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. That's the way I wanted the thing made. I, I bought the diamonds in Israel and had them shipped back to the United States. So when I got here, I had my raw diamonds sitting there. I, had, I was trained how to look at diamonds. I picked them out. I knew exactly what I was getting. I did everything I could possibly do. And sitting there in that car, I was scared she's going to tell me no. After the Lord done told me, he was going to give me a wife. But I didn't know that was her. I mean, I knew that was her. He done told me that was her. And I was still scared to do it. We do that all the time. I'm driving down the road. And this little car. I mean, we're on a two-lane highway. And, and really, I don't even know if they had lines down the road. That's how small this road was. And this other car is, is behind us, way, way back there. But it moves over into this lane. And it's, it's going real slow. I mean, real slow. It's like way back here. And it comes up real slow. And it's uh, slow enough that it gets your attention. Like, what is this moron doing? And he gets up here, gets up here, gets up here, gets right past me. And I was, uh, it gets slow enough that you can't miss the bumper. And on the bumper was a little sign that said, just do it. You say, well, that's a Nike sign. God could use anything. If he can use Balaam's ass, he can use a Nike sign. And I'm sitting there going, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it. And I did, and, and the rest is history. We got married and got five kids and a bunch of grandkids down. And, and you sit there and say, what is that? Sometimes the Lord will show you exactly what to do, and you're still afraid to do it. What I like about Rebecca is she was not afraid. Boy, she's sitting here. She either hates all of her family and wants to get away from them really, really bad, or she's looking for adventure. She's looking for something. God is selective and pure. You must believe. He's, he's very particular about uh, the bride for his wife. People say, well, why does, why does the Lord allow this to happen? Because he wants you to make a choice. It has really nothing to do. God could come down and hit us with a brick and make us believe Jesus. He ain't going to do that. What he wants to do is he, he wants to put everything out in front of you and you see it. Ten years down the road. Mike, who do you think set that car to get? I'm going to get to heaven, Lord. I, 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 that poor guy tore his car up because you ask. Sometimes when you ask something, do you know it's going to affect somebody else? That poor kid, man, I, today I think about it. He had his car. He just got a little teenager guy, man. I was a teenager. He just got his car out of the body shop, all painted up. I mean, it was a nice looking, it was a muscle car. It was a nice muscle car. Now the whole front end was smashed off of it. I'm sure he got it fixed again. But, and it was his fault, so I didn't really care. But, but you know, when sometimes when you ask something, it'll affect somebody else. Here's, here's Rebecca. She is, the Lord is sending Eliezer right to a right spot to pick up. You take all the different areas in the whole wide world that this man could have done, all the wells he could have popped up to. In this one area, he could have went to another place and never even seen Rebecca. The Lord guided him right to it. Uh, there are no second chances, by the way. Here you go, watch this one. Uh, I got this one. There ain't no second chances. He ain't coming back here again. Uh, you either get or you don't. Uh, he is, Jesus Christ came, lived, and died, rose again the third day, is seated by the Father right now. The door is open at Calvary, and one day that door is going to shut just like Noah's Ark door shut. 
and the rapture is going to happen, there is no second chance. If, if a person does not get saved in his life or her lifetime, there is no second chance. He's not going to come back to the cross again and die again. He's not going to make a way on the other side for us to get south. Salvation is on this side. It's a free gift. It's on this side. He's not going to, he's not, Abraham is not going to send. He already came back. The interesting thing about uh, Abraham is, and just like anybody else, you've got to watch that thing. When he's talking to Melchizedek, Levi is in his loins. The seed, it's the seed. God is protecting that seed as it comes down through history. And the seed goes from man to man to man to man to man to man all the way down through there. And he's protecting that thing all the way up to the time that it gets to, uh, well, actually even Mary, the seed actually comes from God at that point. But he's, he's protecting that bloodline as it comes down through there. And the man's blood is not the blood that's going to eventually end up in Jesus Christ. But the seed is going to produce Mary. And Mary's going to be sitting there and the Lord's going to impregnate her and she's going to have his child. And he goes, uh, she said, who am I? So she, she told him, uh, you get it or you don't. Salvation is something you get or you don't. Uh, when he sent Eliezer, Abraham said, if she won't come, fine. Then you're not held accountable. Uh, you tell somebody about Jesus Christ, if they don't get it, it's, it's not your responsibility. I've seen so many people, they really, they're like, well, my family or this or that or they, they won't get saved. That's not your job. You know what your job and my job are? Is to live the life we're supposed to live before them that they can see Jesus in us. And it may take years. It may take years for a, a somebody to actually get it. But if, if we don't, everybody wants to run. They want to go to another church. Or they want to go here. They want to go there. They want to do here. I think you should go to another church. If the church ain't teaching you nothing, go there. Go get out of there. I would never stay in. Man, I've been in a bunch of churches that, to me, is just a waste of time. Uh, I, I don't think you should waste your time. I think you should go exactly where God's going to feed you. But however, comma, uh, if the Lord tells you to get up and go somewhere, man, you need to go. You need to go do what he says do. Here's this girl right here. She's sitting here. Number three, God wants a clean woman for his son. Go to John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3. He wants a clean woman. 1 John, all the way in the back. And he, he sends and gets, he doesn't want uh, someone tainted. Uh, he wants a, uh, a certain particular woman. And Eliezer went to get it. 1 John chapter 3, verse 7. Little children, let no, no man deceive you. He that uh, doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he that is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil. And you say, well, I commit sin. Okay, keep reading. Uh, of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God. You know what salvation does? It gets you out of a mess. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. You say, how is that? Well, once you get saved, your soul, you're forgiven all your sins. Uh, the, your soul and your spirit comes back to life. Your spirit comes back to life. Your soul and your spirit then is encased by the Holy Ghost. You're sealed into the day of redemption over in uh, Ephesians. And the, your sin, your, soul, your spirit and soul never sin again. But guess what your flesh does, man? Your flesh just riles up and causes you nothing but trouble. You got to keep that thing, squish it down. I mean, you got to, most people have an issue with their flesh and they can't let the thing go. They just refuse to let it go. Uh, they, they, they submit to their flesh. And that's what almost everybody's problem is. If you'd submit to the spirit, you wouldn't have a problem. But boy, I tell you what, it's just a rough thing. 
uh, Rebecca is, is listening here, and God wants a clean wife for his daughter, for his son, and, and they go find him. The bride of Christ will have room for him. Go to Luke 2, 7. Do you ever make room for Jesus in your heart? I mean, people say, well, you know, I, I let Jesus in my heart, but they live like the devil. I mean, you got to, is there room? I, I, I just always, I got a message on this right here. One day I'll, I might preach it again. Luke 2, 7. Mary comes to uh, Bethlehem, and it says, uh, verse 6, and it says, And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should deliver, be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in a, in a swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Rebecca is making room for Eliezer right now. She said, there's room. We got plenty of room. She didn't go back and ask Laban. She didn't ask nobody. She said, hey, we'll put you up. Uh, you know what, one thing you got to do, you got to make room in your heart for Jesus Christ. If you don't make room, he can't get in. Uh, we, are, we are compassed with so much. I'll tell you what, brother, this thing right here, uh, it is, I had somebody try to call me yesterday, the phone's upstairs. I just, I don't like to have this thing around me uh, because what it does is people call and, and 50 years ago, we didn't have that problem because this didn't exist. I mean, I, I like to pick up the phone. And then, hello, uh, who is this? You're on a party line. You, anybody ever been on a party line? I mean, you're on a party line. Who is this? Get off the phone. I'm a, or, or people, you hear them, they push the button down, pick it up so they can listen to everyone. Gossipers. It's all the same, man. People aren't, they, they're finding any way, using technology any way they can. And they sit there and click. You hear this click? And that means Mabel is listening in <laughs> on the conversation. Pretty soon the whole town knows exactly what went on. But, but we have so much stuff, and we have to be busy. I mean, everything is pushing just like this. i got to do this, i got to do that. And as soon as you finish one thing, where is be still and know that I am God? Where is the place in our lives where we just sit down and talk to the Lord? Where is that at? Man, I tell you what, we're missing a thing. Uh, we're running so fast and trying to get somewhere. You know what I like about Rebecca? Rebecca, all she cared about was going and getting some water and bringing it back. And she was happy about going and getting the water. A lot of people, you know, the woman at the well, same way. Guess what? She went to the well one day to draw some water, and guess who was sitting there waiting for? Jesus Christ. You know, you ought to be happy when you're doing something. And she carried on a conversation with him at that well and started talking to him. And the next thing you know, she forgets her water pitcher and heads back to town to go tell everybody who she just met. And, and then everybody comes out to meet him. Brother, you know what we do sometimes? We, we forget that where you're at in life, this, this society is set up to make you think that you need to be somewhere else because you're missing out on something. And really, you're not missing out on anything. If you get a hold of Jesus Christ, you just got everything. And one of these days, you're going to take your last breath, and this old clay temple is going to fall off, and you're going to shoot out absent from the body present with the Lord. You're going to be right there, right then and now. And you're going to be in a place that is far beyond what you can even begin to start to imagine. And it's going to be for eternity. Eternity. It'll never stop. You got your bell today? Yeah. I'm just letting you know, man. It's a... Uh... Oh, wait a minute. You sure you got it? I got one, too. So the next time you forget, I want to do this. I'm going to go... <laughs> no, no, mine's louder. <laughs> I heard Bella up here yesterday. That's how I knew it was there. Uh, I seen. I looked up here, and the wedding was over, and they put all this stuff back. And this was like this, but I didn't see no head. 
And then, all, and then I heard this. I'm like, get out of there. And she comes walking around the corner. Anyways, uh, the bride of Christ will have room, will make room for, for the Holy Spirit. Uh, if you want Christ, and you know why salvation is one of the most important things. Uh, when you sit there and look at it, she made room and, and made provision for the Holy Spirit to come in. The, and Eliezer is a type of the Holy Ghost. When we started this chapter, I said, what you're going to find out is Abraham's a type of the Father. He's back at, on the ranch, man. He's not there. Uh, the Son is back on the ranch. He's not here. The Holy Spirit is here now. Eliezer is here in, in town looking for a bride for his wife. Guess what he's looking for is you and me. And if he's already found you, he's got you. You don't have to worry about that. But if he ain't got you yet, he's still looking for you. But you have to allow him to come in. And this world, well, if I, I can speak in tongues. Speaking in tongues means absolutely nothing at all. It means you're about as carnal as the day is long and that you still don't understand the Bible. The Holy Spirit's not going to say that. The Holy Spirit says, you need to get to the sun. You need to get to the sun. And I can show you how to get to the sun, but you need to get to the sun. And the sun will take you to the Father. But you need to get to the sun. And you need to let him in. And you need to make room for him. And I'm telling you, brother, this world is... is you stop and think right now, exactly what am I going to do after church? Will he ever shut up? And will we get out of here? Oh, by the way, we're having dinner on the grounds. So everything that was left over from the, the uh, wedding, which is quite a bit, uh, will be back here. So the first come, first serve. So in the morning service, since you guys are all here and doing Sunday school, which is cool, if you sit close to the back, you'll be out first. And you'll go, so I'm just, just saying, I'm just saying, it's going to be back there uh, if you want anything. Uh, the king's business, ha, 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 get, get this, get this. Go to First John, go to John chapter 4. John chapter 4. Before I read the, John, regular John. The real John. John chapter 4. Da, da, da. It's about the woman at the well. Always you got to look at what's important in life. The disciples don't know what's really important. They're learning. John chapter 4, verse 4. It says, uh, actually go to 1. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that, he, that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again in, into Galilee. And, and he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of uh, Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave uh, to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there, and Jesus therefore, being wearied uh, with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman from Samaria to draw water. Uh, Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. The king's business is more important than eating. Uh, we put a lot of emphasis on eating. I mean, we did this this week, man. I'll tell you what, it's, whew, it's way, way too much food. Uh, I watched Dr. Peacock do eat some things, man. I, I would not have think it was definitely not keto. Uh, and uh, what I learned is, is once you get started, you can't stop. Uh, the old nature comes back, and you just keep eating that stuff. And uh, if you eat it normally like I do, it doesn't mean too much to you. But when you see somebody else fall off the wagon, uh, you sit there and go, whoa, man. I said, did I cause him to sin? But I didn't. Actually, uh, Marianne caused him caused sin. And, and um, somebody else got that big old, I forget who did that, but somebody went to offer Mrs. Uh, Peacock this big old uh, cinnamon roll back here with that maple 
stuff all over it. And that didn't make it till midnight, man. I mean, that thing was gone. And uh, I mean, I, I thought, I told him, I said, brother, I said, I, said, I, don't, I don't believe that, man. I said, I, I can't believe you. And it's like, man. And then Beth comes in. We take her out to dinner. She comes in with a bottle of a, a red lobster with a bottle of maple syrup so he could put it on his, his biscuits. And he does, man. I mean, he's like, I'm like, man. He's gonna, he said he's going to detox for about a month after he gets back home. Uh, but, but you sit here, John, she's talking, and the disciples go away to get food because that's all they care about. Jesus said, um, my father has meat you know not what of, and a little bit further in the passage. You know what he's concerned about is her soul more than he's concerned about anything else. He said, I came to seek and save that which was lost. Matthew 18, 11 says he came to seek that which was lost. They take that out of the Bible and, and all your new Bibles, most of them. And I'm sitting there going, why would you take that out? That's exactly what he came for. Christ... Christ was more concerned about, about the soul of a, of a woman than he was eating. Eliezer is sitting here. He's more concerned about uh, the soul of this woman or, or getting a bride for his master than he is eating. The bride uh, gets the earnest of the inheritance. First Ephesians, go to Ephesians. You're already back in John. Just hit Ephesians 1.13 real quick. Tell you what, man, when I got saved in 1980, that was a, like the best thing that ever happened to me in my entire life. I've had a lot of things happen to me, but not like that. 113, 113, uh, go to verse 11. Predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted Christ, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the, the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest. You know what he gave you, man? I got saved in 1980. He gave me part of my salvation. Now, I got saved all the way. There ain't no doubt. I, I can't get saved no more than when I got saved on that back porch in Louisville, Kentucky. But one of these days, this old body's going to go away, and I'm going to get another one. Brother Tom, we're going to be able to run. And they, they're going to have a hard time keeping up with us. I'm telling you, man. It's a, it, it, you're going to get something that goes way beyond. He gave you the earnest. He gave you part of it. Uh, you know what he's looking here? He's, he's giving Rebecca some gold and silver. And that's, that's the earnest of what she's going to get. You know what she gets when she gets back to Isaac? The rest. You know what you get when you get back to the Lord Jesus Christ? You get the rest. And one of these days, he's going to come to the clouds, and he's going to take us all out. You're gone. If you're saved, if you're lost, you ain't going, man. You're going to stay here. Uh, and you get the other half. You ain't going to like the other half, by the way. And, and if you know somebody who's not going to heaven, they ain't going to like it. That's why it's important to live a Christian life. People say, well, I passed tracks out. You know, let me ask you a question. Uh, are you living the life you should live so that that track that they give you? I'm not the perfect example. I'm telling you that. But I've dealt with people. I have a friend that will be here this morning. And uh, he's starting to get his life where it needs to be. And he's, he's even told me that. Uh, I introduced him to Dr. Peacock yesterday, and uh, Dr. Peacock said something to him. And he goes, he goes, Mike has always been this way. 37 years ago, I was on a ship with that guy. He's one of the first guys I met on the ship that I was seen as a Christian. And he goes, Mike has always been this way. Always. That's 37 years. That's what this brother thinks about me after 37 years. I, I did a funeral one time, and I got another guy walked in. And he goes, Mike, you've never changed. He goes, you've changed some. You got fatter. He goes, <laughs> and you're uglier. He goes, but, but you're still the same Mike that was on that ship. 37, uh, it was about 30 years ago then. 
And, uh, and really, you should never change. You should get closer to Jesus Christ. Your demeanor and your speech should change. Uh, you think I was bad now, you ought to see me back then, man. I mean, it was, it was terrible. But I was learning some things. Uh, the bride gets her earnest, Ephesians uh, 13, and go to 4.30, Ephesians 4.30, real quick, and then we'll shoot back over to Genesis. 4.30, uh, Ephesians 4.30, he says this, he says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. So you get the earnest of your salvation the day you get saved. You get the rest of it when either you hit the grave and die and absent from the body present of the Lord or the rapture happens and you go. I like this last one. The bride goes his way, he doesn't go hers. He said, I come to get a bride. And Rebecca, you either go or you won't. Jesus Christ came and died on a cross 2,000 years ago. And he went back and he sent the Holy Spirit. You will either do it the Lord's way or you won't. My mom is Catholic. She made me and her fight like cats and dogs all the time. She loves me to death. Uh, she says she waits for my phone call every day. Uh, and I call her every day. I've been calling her every day for 40 years. I mean, just about every day or every other day. I, I definitely keep in touch with her. Uh, I've had more. It's a wonder I can still even hear out of this ear with the amount of time she's hung the phone up on me. Bam! Bam! And, uh, oh! oh! She sounds like, yeah, anybody ever seen, uh, what's that guy's name who, uh, uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, the big one's coming. Oh, Red, Fox. Red Fox, yeah, she reminds me of Red Fox. Because I'll start pinging. I mean, oh, 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 my, my heart, my heart, my heart, I gotta go off, my heart's beating. There's it is, he's bleeping, man. He's... <laughs> Mine's better. But, uh, and a click, I'll hear the click go off. But you know what? She, she, is, she won't get that she doesn't have to do a thing. It was already done, it was done at Calvary 2,000 years ago. And you're going to do it his way. She keeps trying to do it her way. You can't do it your way. It can't be done. You know what's wrong with most Christians today? They try to do it their way. They keep trying to do it their way. It can't happen. You can't do it their way. Uh, And I've learned that lesson a long time ago. It isn't my way. It's his way. It's it's his way. Uh, If my way don't line up with him, you know what's wrong? I change my way. My way, you may say, I have people say, why are you the way you are? Because the Lord has showed me a couple things, and that's what I'm going to do. Well, why don't you do it my way? I ain't going to do it your way. You want to go start a church? Go start a church. Do all the stuff, man. As a matter of fact, come talk to me. I might even hook you up with one. But I'm telling you, you can't do it your way. You do it his way, or it ain't going to happen. I don't care if you do get 5,000 people together. It won't matter. Uh, So the bride, Rebecca, goes his way, uh, not not his. Rebecca is a Gentile. i got to stop right now. Rebecca is a Gentile. She marries the seed, which is Isaac. Uh, which stands for Jesus Christ in the New Testament. That's what she's going for. She is called out to leave her country and her kinfolk. Sometimes God's going to ask you to leave. And he's going to ask you to leave those that you got behind that don't want him. You're gonna, Abraham did it. Isaac did it. All of them do it. Uh, she inherits Sarah's blessing. When Sarah passes away, Rebekah gets the blessing, falls on her, and the seed comes down through her, and Jacob and Esau comes through her. She has faith to believe. It takes a while to get that faith, man. I tell you what, when she's seen Eliezer, she'd already had some things going on in her life, and she's ready to go, man. She's ready to go. Uh, she probably heard about Abraham uh, getting Sarah and all that and, and heard the whole story. So when Eliezer got there, I mean, she's seen this guy, and she found out who he was, who he was and from, she was ready to go. Uh, she, uh, this girl's looking for some excitement. Uh, she, she has faith to believe without sight, and she's going, could you imagine going to see somebody that you've never seen? 
I mean, and marry him? I mean, I don't know about you, but I can't even imagine a woman unseen, sight unseen. Beth would not even talk to me unless I come up here face to face and ask her to marry her. She had already seen me. I remember I was talking to her yesterday. She goes, uh, there was three guys uh, that came to that house that day. I was one of them. And she came, and she had to smile like about this big. And I didn't know who she was actually smiling at, me or the other two. Uh, but she was looking at us, and she goes, I hope it's not those two. I hope it's him. And it was me that she was hoping it was. And she was right. I mean, I was the better looking of all of them, so I know that. <laughs> and she would have been dumb for not choosing me. But I didn't know that. I was scared to death. She, after I looked at her, talked to her, and found out what kind of girl she was and, and how she treated me, and I mean, I, she scared me, man. I mean, I was like scared to death. Uh, if I ask her and she says, no, what am I going to do then? Well, for, fortunately, we were alone, and I could say, don't tell nobody, <laughs> you know, that you rejected me. Go home and cry some more. Uh, she accepted an offer made by another uh, to get Jesus Christ. You know, the Holy Spirit makes you an offer to trust Jesus Christ. Rebecca accepted an offer from somebody else to go for somebody else. That's all we do. You know what that takes is faith, 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 faith. The items given to her while she is still engaged matches the fruits of the Holy Spirit, and they will be manifested at the judgment seat of Christ. Uh, I tell you what, when I get to see Jesus Christ, I may not have much, but I'm going to have wood. I'm not going to have no wood, hay, and stubble. I'm going to have gold, silver, and precious stones. Everything else is going to be burnt off. What little I have is there. You know what you better do? i got to better hurry up because Jerry is 53 after. You're going to be yelling at me already. Uh, but, but, he, but what I little I got uh, is, is the work I've done for the last 40-something years. Uh, if you haven't got no uh, gold, silver, precious stone, you better be trying to get some. Because if you go through there with nothing but wood, hay, and stubble, it's going to all burn up. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Thank you for a story that's way back in Genesis, Lord, that is a, a mirror perfect image. And the types are just, uh, uh, they're too far to, to throw out as, as nonsense. Lord, this is, this is exactly the way it's going to be. And Lord, you sent the Holy Spirit after Jesus Christ said that he must go that the Comforter may come. Uh, Lord, to, to convict, us, convict us of sin and righteousness. Lord, I just pray now that if there's anyone here today that's lost, that you'd save their soul. But for the rest of us, Lord, that you just uh, continue to draw us closer and closer. Help us, Lord, to see that day coming and never forget. And we'll praise you and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen.